podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. I have no idea what episode it is, but I'm sure at least Maria will tell me soon. And my name is Trev Downey. I am your host for this particular episode, as for all episodes of this show. I'm joined this week by two of my three regulars, Lisa Marie Hannan and Carl Kopak. We're all, I would imagine, to various degrees uh, sweltering. Lisa Marie seems to have been complaining about the heat for at least two months now, as far as I can see. And young Kopak, being in a similar neck of the woods to myself, is experiencing some hot days, which the media seem to be very, very anxious to tell us is very scary. Um, and I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm finding it all very stressful, um, the angles that are being approached here. But let's get round to our two uh, contributors and see how they're fixed. So Lisa Marie, I know you were away last week and myself and Cam started talking about holidays on the back of the fact that you were off on yours. Um, so we were discussing our favourite holidays and stuff like that, but you have been to the magical place that is Disneyland of late. Now, how does that go um, for a lady in her mid-30s? How does, how's, how's, that, how's, that, uh, how's that experience? Well, um, first of all, happy to be here on episode 331 of the podcast. There we go. There we go. Um, You know, it's not the same. I never went to Disney World. By the way, I was at Disney World. Disney World is in Florida. Disneyland is in California. So two totally different experiences. Ah. I have never been to Disneyland, but this was my third trip to Disney World. And I never went as a child. I didn't I didn't go until I was an adult um, with children of my own. So, um, yeah, but I really don't recommend it the first week of July um, in Florida. It's mm, hot. Mm. <laughs> it was hot. Um, the only saving grace is we were having quite the heat wave here back in Tennessee. And there were a couple of days where it was hotter at home than it was in Florida. I mean, you know by a couple degree difference, but still took a little solace in that. So, but the reason we went, I think I mentioned was my daughter had, and some of her um, compadres at her, her dance studio had the opportunity to dance in one of the parades down main street for the 50th and they're celebrating the 50th anniversary of Disney world this year. So she had an opportunity to do that. Um, none of them passed out from heat stroke, which I think was a win in and of itself. Yeah, results. Um, yes, because <laughs> it was. I mean, it was six in the evening when they did it, but it was still very warm. Um, and yeah, but, you know, you do, there's four different parks that you can go between. And so we, we hit all four in the uh, five days we were there. 
And so I think we kind of made the most of our, our short time. And in a way, it was nice to just have the one kid, um, only because it was just nice to have that kind of one-on-one -on -one experience, you know, for, for those of us who have more than one child, you know, sometimes you're, especially and you've got them all together and they've all got different interests. So the whole trip can be a, you know, a negotiation that, okay, we'll do this, but then your sister wants to do that, your brother wants to do this. So it was kind of nice to just have her. And and Mr. H and I had some opportunities to kind of go off and do our own thing a little bit, which was also nice. So yeah, I, lazily enough, I only have one child, <laughs> and so <laughs> when, when when I went to Disney World, uh, the couple of times I've been, uh, and it was Disney World the place you've been? It was very similar experience. And uh, actually, my abiding memory was being treated like something of uh, a, a herd of 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 some sort of bovine creatures because we were queuing. Um, even with the, you know, the prepaid tickets, you're still queuing for a while. Oh, and yeah. In the queues, there was there was actually lads going around actively uh, spraying us with a fine mist of water uh, because um, that's how that's how hot it was. And that's 20, oh, yeah. that's 20 years ago. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, forgive me if I'm a little bit cynical about that. Oh, my God, it's hot headlines that we're having at the moment. But that's great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And no doubt that'll come back around. I have lots of questions about Epcot that I want to get to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, young Kopak, have you ever been to the magical place that is Disney World? I'm not six years old, so sorry. sorry no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I won't take on bridge on behalf of myself and Lisa Marie. Uh, and we'll uh, casually move on to... Uh, I also don't have children, as is painfully obvious. Otherwise, they'd be into Ray Kennedy and uh, Superstars. And that, oh, that, that, that now, you, you do have a Star Wars experience now when you go to Hollywood Studios, which is... Yeah, but it's new, is it new Star Wars, though? It's not Empire Strikes Back, well, the best film in the three. They do a little bit of all of it. But yeah. Also, also, can we be? Can we just? Uh, may I hate it. I hate to to pull the wisdom card, but I don't have many of them, so I'm going to. If you think your kid would be into uh, Ray Kennedy and superstars, you're totally fucking mistaken, pal. I tried the indoctrination. I really tried. It didn't take. Instead, my kid was into fucking show tunes. So <laughs> there you go. There's a, bit of, there's a bit of that in this very house, actually. So yeah. So I mean, I I am. I, this is a house in which I had people going around, like, talk rapping Hamilton and its ilk, uh, with headphones on, and me just <laughs> wincing away. And occasionally it will come on the speaker. I'm going, oh dear God, make it stop. So uh, I'm afraid, yeah, it doesn't always work like that. However, you were involved in quite the uh, your own uh, sort of uh, adventure. Uh, in recent weeks, since we've spoken to you last, at least on the show, um, would you care to outline for the folks what it was you were doing, probably quite unadvisably? Well, you, you know how sort of things like Indian, the Indiana Jones films and things like that were a case that they have to jump out and abseil down the large building and they just get on with it. Um, picture an overweight man gripping brickwork for all he's worth. Uh, on the side, <laughs> the side of a building which teaches a doctrine I don't believe in and whose God I probably angered by being the other side of the city when it comes to that particular religion and praying to him that this is over soon, that the rope won't snap 
basically I abseiled off the Anglican Cathedral, the front porch at least, of the Anglican Cathedral in Liverpool last Saturday. And it I love the bit where it finished. <laughs> <laughs> because it, I was brave all the way until they say, okay, so basically you're standing a little bit inside the building itself and there's like a hole in the wall type thing. And then you climb a ladder. Really wanted to climb a ladder to go to be slightly higher than I already was at that point. Of course. And then um, they turn you to face the building and ask you to walk backwards till your ankles are over the edge. And then they ask you to lean back. But it's okay because this rope is protecting you. And you're perfectly safe and nothing can go wrong. I disagreed with them on that quite fervently. Um, so you end up actually just walking down the brickwork a bit and then... You're in charge of the actual rope itself, but they're in charge of it too, in case, you know, you go down a bit too quick. And apparently I went down quite quickly because I saw it as transport rather than a chance to look over my beautiful city. Because yeah. <laughs> I could already see that through fear, through the gap, when I was waiting for 10 minutes for them to, to, to strap me up to the bloody thing. So it's it's brilliant, but it is absolutely petrifying. I think I could do it again now. No, I'd still be scared. I'd still be scared of doing it. But um, I was gonna say, I, I think that would be the thing for me is having the time to think about it. You know, if I could just do it, then it wouldn't be. <laughs> I, I was fine right until because it basically it's right opposite my school. So I looked at that cathedral every day for five years while I was at school and um, always thought that's quite high, isn't it? Um, but it, it's only sort of like half of it you do. You do the front bit and not, not the not the massive tower itself. You do the bit of the, on the on the, the, the west porch. And, can, you, um, can you can you imagine, Carl, um, if some sort of time loop were capable uh, of being opened, um, more of which anon, I, I'm hoping there's going to be some time theory later on. But if you, if you could have uh, presented your your school going self with a picture of your you know early to mi- early middle aged self uh, tied to a rope coming down that fucking building, I think you probably would have said, Ah, come on. I mean, that seems a bit of a stretch. Uh, so, I mean, th- it must have been quite a surreal experience from that point of view, or was it completely subsumed in the anxiety of what am I doing here? But bit of both, to be honest. Um, it was, I, I've got to say, actually, once you're on the rope itself and you know how it works, it's fine. It yeah. really is. That bit's, that bit's nice and easy. And I enjoyed the walking down the building bit because I used to, have, I felt I was gripping onto something, although it, admittedly nominally. Um, if I could see myself, I would have said, um, "Why have you? Why are we bothering with a midlife crisis? I thought we were better than that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean is it ponytail and Lamborghini next. What's going on? Exactly. Now? Why? Why hasn't? Why hasn't Carl? Why hasn't older Carl got himself a little uh, uh, um, roadster? Uh, and a much, much, much younger girlfriend or something like every other cliche. Why is why is older Carl doing this to us? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's 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 a strange one. I don't know how you're fixed. I think when we were talking about this early on, am I right or wrong, Lisa Marie, in saying that you were saying you're you're quite okay with heights usually? I am, yes. yes. Yeah, so what, what, would it be fair to say we've all done various um, uh, roller coasters and stuff like that? Um, and I, I, I'm going to go out and limit and imagine that that's where you're getting your I'm okay with heights thing, or is it just that you were once on, you know looked out from the attic and thought you were okay? I don't know. I don't know where this heights is. So, well, no, I mean yes, the roller coasters and stuff, but I've like gone up in the St. Louis Arch. I've 
been in the Grand Canyon, you know, where you, you look down, mm-hmm. um, been all the way to the top of the, you know, the new Freedom Tower in New York City. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've been up fairly high. Now, I've, I've never tried to, you know, rappel off of anything. But yeah. There's something there's something quite surreal, though, about the viewing deck in the Freedom Tower where you're just like, it doesn't seem right. It's like you're watching a movie. So you can't. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to be afraid. I think somehow much, much smaller distances of height are actually far freakier. Um, and I used to be I used to be very good. At, I, I, I look at my old man. He kind of runs around on top of roofs as if they're just like, uh, you know, carpet. And I'm, I think I inherited a little bit of it. But some stage somewhere. And I remember the specific moment. It did change a little bit for me. Uh, I was I was I was actually on a, a school tour taking taking a lot of kids to a match and then we went to Thorpe Park or something and there's one of those uh, rides that brings you right up to a really elevated height and then tips you slightly over the edge so you're facing down and it keeps you waiting there for a while so you can contemplate the stupidity of your actions and in that period of time I was thinking what a ridiculous way to die. Why am I doing this? So since then, I have found myself a little bit more wary of heights than I had been. I don't know whether it's just, you know, it's just a little bit of a mortality rush or whatever. Carl, have you ever done that one? Do you know the one? In, have you have you been to to Thorpe um, at any stage that 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 fun fair? Uh, again, I'm not six years old. I must refer you to my previous answer. Oh my uh, God. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, again, I was going to say I'm 53. Yeah, but you can drive off the building just because you're worried about getting old and past it. Um, now, do you know what? I went on a roller coaster in Rail in North Wales when I was about 17. Mm. Um, I'll admit this, and she knows it anyway. But to impress a girl, come the end of that, I was the least impressive-looking man <laughs> it's possible to picture. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I myself as, as a very white, sweaty mess. Yeah, melting slowly I, into the floor. I hate to tell you, but I imagine at several points during it, you're even less impressive because uh, nobody wants to see themselves whilst on a roller coaster. <laughs> Those pictures are not good. I mean, we've all—I I, know—we've all seen the freeze frames that they take, uh, where your your uh, your chin has uh, recessed into the back of your neck somewhere. Um, and, also, and also have a very shaky voice saying. <laughs> yeah yeah well that's just waiting for the two lads to descend from wherever they're hidden really let's, let's be honest <laughs> i really enjoyed this evening <laughs> oh man hoping the, hoping the hot vomit doesn't spray through my fingers once more and there's yeah. the image Bye-bye. Uh, and with, probably uh, the name of the show as well, Hot Vomit. <laughs> Hot Vomit's a hell of a name. Um, so well, I'll make some reappear in Hot Vomit. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. So I, I, I think at, at, at this around about this stage of proceedings, we should try and um, uh, pretend as if we're going to do a football conversation, and then in, in indubitably, we will overdo it. Um, now, I, when I mentioned to you the topics I wanted to cover, I said maybe the tour, the various injuries news that we've gotten, and some of the market moves made by some of the big clubs, Chelsea, Barca, City, are all doing bits and pieces, and very big bits and pieces, in fact. Now, that 
the the rug got pulled from under that by young Kopak, who said he hasn't been paying attention to anything this week. And it sounds like Lisa Marie might be expiring on me on the far end of the line. So I don't know this, if this ends up being a solo show, folks. Um, you'll forgive me. But I do I do want to talk a little bit about this tour, um, not because I'm interested in the matches, because I had the opportunity to watch both and didn't. Um, so let me get let's get that clear first. The Lisa Marie, have you seen either of the games? Tuesdays, I had on in the background, so I listened to it, sort of, kind of, and really didn't see it. Today, I probably saw the very beginning, probably about the first 10, 15 minutes, then I had to turn it off for a meeting, and then I caught most of the second half. Um, so, yeah, so a little bit. And again, I wasn't, like, watching today, like, glued to the screen. I was list, half listening and glancing up every now and again. I did see what Carl just put in the, the chat, um, Jordan Henderson's goal. I did see that. It was a very nice assist from my fourth child, Harvey Elliott. I was, I was going way. to say, yeah, yeah. This, this, this was, um, <laughs> this, this was um, uh, a, a link up between Harvey and, and, uh, and the captain to put us ahead. I was after only 12 minutes. Now, did you get to see any of Mr. Nunes? Not really see. Um, again, it's the both both matches when he was on. Well, and again, the the match on Tuesday, I really didn't watch at all. It was it was more I listened, and the bits when he was on today, I really didn't see very closely. So I really can't form a fair opinion other than to say that I mean, come on, people, it's preseason. Let's not overreact. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's 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 a hundred percent that and so much more. I mean. Carl, I know that I said this to Cam last week when we did just the the show with just the two of us, that I I seem to recall over the last, each of the last three summers since we've been doing this show together, we've had this chat, first time around was me, you and Pooley, then me, you and Cam. Actually, this might be our fourth summer. And each time, I think we've all expressed varying degrees of not being arsed about preseason matches in the least. I mean, I could not give a damn about them at all they are literally no uh indicator of what's to come i used to think oh we get a run and momentum going into the season and all that but it literally has no bearing one of the worst pre-seasons we've had uh, was followed by one of the best seasons we've had this type of thing yeah i was going to say that now i will say the only two times i've been able to see liverpool play has been on their pre-season tours over here in the u.s yeah you see this so. is the thing this is the thing lisa marie this is where i was kind of driving it because i was going to say myself and carl it's okay for us and we can we can be kind of yeah who cares about that type of thing but at the same time there are people who live here in ireland who might as well be living uh, in tennessee or might as well be living in uh, kuala lumpur or or any other place around the world who just cannot for various reasons financial and otherwise get across to a game so when liverpool came over to play a game three four five seasons ago here pre-season that was a real treat for people same when they went to the states and i know lisa marie you you made it your business to attend them and so they are they are a big deal from that from that perspective and so this is the topic i wanted to get at because i think we have two different kind of uh cultural reference points here um, and maybe two different ways of looking at it. Because I know, I'll, I'll go to you first, Carl. I know it kind of grates uh, with you, as I'm sure it does with Lisa Maria, and I know it does with myself, to think about our club as anything other than that. 
uh, to, to think about it, for example, as a franchise or business or brand or any of those horrible words. And yet we do have to be realistic and we do have to say that it's really valuable and vital that the club makes those connections with with um, populations and fan bases across the world, because that is what grows the um, economic power, which means that we can go and get the players that we want to get. Would you agree with that or do you think it's a lot of palaver? Um, Pre-season friendlies aren't for me. I'm I'm in an incredibly privileged position where I get to see Liverpool play a hell of a lot of time. I'm not really interested in training sessions with another team being involved. And I think people can be a bit snitty about like going, you know, Thailand, Singapore and things like that. And saying, oh, why don't they come to us? But um, and there is a, re- a reason for that. And th- there's also some criticism because it does seem to be a bit odd that if you're a seven-year-old kid um, and you want to meet Jordan Henderson, then you have to be abroad in July to do it because you're not. that's not happening in this country. Um, but, um, I mean... You probably you're probably thinking back to the Carlsberg Cup, aren't you, Trev? Were you at those games? Yeah. Under, under Julio. I, I was. Believe, I believe we're still the holders of the Carlsberg Cup. We certainly are the holders of the Pirelli Cup from nineteen ninety eight. Uh where we beat Inter Milan with a Steve Harkness goal of all things. Um and, and the most recent one was um the year we had just done really well under Rogers. And we came over and played a game against Shamrock Rovers. So that was 2014, something like that. And um, that's the most recent time that they were uh, the club was over here doing anything, doing bits and pieces. And and these are, you know, like I say, for fans, and Lisa Marie can speak to this in a second, it is a really rare chance, like you've said yourself, for people to make that connection, yeah. to, imp- to imprint on the team in a way that will last a freaking lifetime for some people. And I don't think you can downplay that at all, Carl. Oh, at all. No, and, and it's, it's important. And um, but there's a lot of things about, you know, the, the, the global brand, etc. And, you know, are, are they missing out on things back home? The club are a lot better now than they used to be on that sort of thing. And I also know for a fact that Liverpool actually do a great deal in the community um, that they can't talk about because it looks like grandstanding. And I've got that from someone quite high up within the club. So we do actually, we actually do loads of, you know, well, what was Melwood, et cetera. So, you know, there's a lot, lot more of that going on. I, I, I can't get too sniffy about it because firstly, I don't care. I really, really, really don't care <laughs> about whether, uh, um, you know, what the club are doing in, in in the Middle East, and I don't care about the results of the game. In fact, literally, I've only just discovered now that we played today. I had no idea that was going on, and um, and if people are happy, then people are happy, and, and that's fine with me. I, I get to see them at the Charity Shield, and um, so I, I can't be sniffy about that sort of thing at all. And I, and I know just how privileged I am to be in that position. The contrasting point of view, then. Uh, Lisa Marie, from someone who isn't in the privileged position of seeing them uh, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis at least, uh, you know, I, I'm in that situation myself. I could change it if I was able to rejig a few things around family-wise, but then I wouldn't have a family. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, currently that's not really an option for me, but but it used to be, and I understand the point, the perspective that Carl has, you know, it's so good to be able to do it, but when you can't do it, uh, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a thing to be able to actually see the players. And on those occasions as well, 
Lisa Marie, unless I'm mistaken, there seems to be a sort of relaxed attitude and the players seem to come and do meet and greets or at least go down to the fans so you can probably get a picture. All those kind of things, they make a massive difference to a fan in the early days of their fandom. Yeah, I, now I will say that the two times we attended um, preseason matches, we really all we did really was was go to the match. We didn't, you know, we weren't there to see the open training sessions or because I mean we had to travel, you know, quite a distance to to do so. I mean the the in twenty let's see summer of twenty eighteen, um, we were up in it was Ann Arbor, Michigan at the University of Michigan. Um, it just happened I had enough flight credits to be able to fly the whole family up there. Um, and I had hotel points for a free stay. And yeah, so it was, you know, other than the tickets and defeat us, it was, you know, a relatively inexpensive trip. Um, and then the following year, um, summer of 2019, it was University of Notre Dame, which is South Bend, Indiana. And that's a good seven hours away. And Mr. H and I drove up for that and got there basically um we drive up the night before anyway um so yeah so we didn't do any of the other but i do know there is a lot of that and i mean the sheer number of people is now when we were in michigan they were playing man united so you know two huge draws and there were over a hundred thousand people in attendance at that stadium so it was yeah it was fun and it is there is kind of a relaxed atmosphere and everybody was very friendly and and you know it was just it was just fun it was it was fun you know that's my favorite word hashtag fun um <clears throat> so I, mm, yeah 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 so yeah they um but you know you do i just remember you know and of course when we went the first time that was when i was really starting to get in and starting recognizing and knowing the players and stuff and i remember thinking come on bring on the people i want to see yeah yeah of course <laughs> um and and then very much that way the second time the second time around it was even more so because by then i knew everybody and and um yeah, so it was just like, all right, enough of this, you know, kid business. I want to see, you know, bring on Sala, bring on, you know, whomever. So yeah, that's what it's all about, though. I mean, and 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 the fact that people today, for example, got a chance to see that they got a chance to see a Mo Salah goal and got a chance to see the captain scoring. These kind of things are going to uh, stay with those people as well, and hopefully, like I said, in a cynical way, uh, make the club even bigger than it already is which has the knock-on effect of, of 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 giving us the financial clout to do the things that we need to do and one of those things is to buy good footballers to come into the club and we've already talked ad nauseum amongst ourselves about what liverpool are doing in terms of uh the market and the move for Nunez and we've got uh, our, our youngster in as well and it looks like that might be that there's several people on their way out um we definitely wanted a midfielder I still do it's there's lots of talk about Bellingham Klopp's batting it off quite um quite sort of disingenuously I thought um, and I, look, I've no interest really in, in, in talking about things that might or might not happen or haven't happened yet. When, on this show, we usually talk about the transfers that have happened and that might mean we mightn't be talking about another one for Liverpool. But in that vein, a lot of our rivals have strengthened and there's a lot of good business getting done. 
And I'm thinking specifically of moves made by two teams who, you know, are going to be in the conversation, as Brendan used to say, uh, when it comes to the league title um, and certainly challenging in those very, very top positions. And that's Chelsea and City. And Carl, I wouldn't mind starting with you to think to get your reaction to the business done by Chelsea in signing Raheem Sterling, and it looks like almost over the line Nathan Aki, both of whom have come from Manchester City, uh, 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 an apparent rival. What what do you make of those two transfers? And we know the first one is a done deal. We saw the puff pieces coming out of Chelsea yesterday, the kind of PR stuff as he settled into his new club. Well, he's from there as well, isn't he? Well, he, well he's not too far away from Chelsea anyway. So that's, I, I think that... I've always thought that might happen at some point. I think it's a good signing for him. I, I, I still really like Raheem. I've got no problem with him leaving us whatsoever. I probably would have done the same given how 2014-15 went. Um, well, obviously I wouldn't because it's my club, but you know what I mean. Um, but I, 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 think he's a, I, think, I think that's a good move for him. I think it will make them slightly better. Uh, I was sort of hoping they keep um, Timo Werner for a bit longer just because he's wonderfully inept. Um, Nathan Aki, though, my God. That that that's a reach. That is that is a reach. Don't see it at all. Always thought he was average. Always a bit surprised well, at that. I've 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 I'll go. I'll give you. I'll go you one better, and I wouldn't mind getting you, both of your opinions on this. I don't like seeing our rivals strengthening, and I think the move for Sterling. I I think you're right. I think the back to London thing. I think that might rejuvenate him, and he is clearly patently an excellent footballer with plenty left in his legs so a I, immediately i don't like this because I, I can see it being good for them um nathan aki is neither here, here nor there in my opinion but it looks very much like they're going to get kula bali done and that he is be 57 by now though surely he's 31 really <laughs> he's 31 longer than you were I know, I know. Maybe he's got the same machine as I do. But to be honest, uh, this gives me the fear. I don't like this because Koulibaly is somebody who, you know, when we were linked with him last summer and the summer before, I was saying, yes, please. I love that uh, because he's patently excellent. Um, and, you know, uh, I don't like the way this is lining up. They definitely do look like they're going to be more solid. And this guy is really doing a lot of moving and shaking for Chelsea. And, you know, just to bring you in on this, Lisa Marie, you see where I'm going with this. Uh, we, 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 we love to think that, you know, we can better our team, but you always have to remember that elsewhere, others are looking to do the same. City, well, they certainly done it um, in terms of their recruitment so far this summer. That's kind of scary. But just to k- stick with the Chelsea story, you get in Sterling and Koulibaly, they are two potential first team ever presence who could be really, really, really good for them. And that's bad news for us. I don't like it. I don't like seeing rivals getting genuine quality players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you do kind of you you do wonder and 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 you yeah, I, I think about that sometimes too when when everyone's like, Oh, we're all set, it was good. And I'm like, Yeah, but we don't know what the others are gonna do yet. Um but on the flip side of that, and here comes my blind optimism again, they've got to integrate them into those teams. And, you know, it is a team sport and not necessarily one player is or two players in this case are, are 
potentially going to make the difference. I mean, everyone thought, um, oh, his name's slipping me. Uh, Lukaku was going to make a huge difference for Chelsea this year, this past season gone. Yeah. And, and, and it, you know, it fell flat. So, um, now I think Sterling is probably a better player overall. Um, and will probably adapt a little bit better. So, yeah, <clears throat> it, it, it will be interesting to see, um, you know, where, where they will go and, and how it will impact their overall setup as a team and, and how us and others are going to respond to that. And in terms of City, I mean, they've signed Stefan Ortega and Julian Alvarez. They've also signed Calvin Phillips, um, who is a very, very solid addition. But they've signed the um, monster that is Erling Haaland as well. And when you think about that, um, does that give you pause? I've seen the most optimistic thing I've seen, I'll be honest, is, well, this to me speaks like a, a team that's in transition and maybe we can make that count for us. Um, but a lot of people are kind of going out in a limb and, and saying, well, I mean, Holland, yeah, he, he may not do as well as everyone thinks. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the case. That guy's a machine. And I think yeah, he's going, he is. You know, the only I, thing I can think with Holland is, you know, he's coming into a much harder league than what he's been playing in. Um, you know, it just, bigger, more competition, you know, as far as the teams that, that, you know, City's going to be up against, assuming a lot of the teams don't do like what they have often done, you know, that has frustrated us all in the past is, you know, they just, they just kind of let City run them over. And, and I'm afraid this might even be the case even more so because it's like, oh, we can't go up against Holland and, you know, and they just kind of let them, you know, run past them and, and score and don't put up a fight. Exactly. The fear factor thing. That's the what fear worries. Factor, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what worries so, me. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, and, and I don't know enough about, you know, the way Dortmund play versus the way city played to know, you know, how much of a, a difference it's going to be for him, you know, adapting to Pep's system and, you know, and some of those other things, um, you know, and I really like Calvin Phillips as a player, but I don't know that he's going to be a regular starter for city. Um, and, you know, I don't know. It may just depend on, again, how they set up or if there are any, you know, injuries or whatever. So, um, yeah, that was a move I kind of hated to see is Phillips go over to City. But, yeah, Holland, you know, I don't know. I've And I, I will be honest, I haven't seen a whole lot of him play. It's just I've heard of him. It's almost like, you know, the Yeti or something. That- <laughs> <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually a really, really good analogy. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Like this folktale, you know, or this, yeah. Um, yeah, this, yeah. So, so I'm kind of interested to actually see him play and see, you know, see how that's all going to work. Um, cause it, you know, it also feels like we've just been talking about him for so long coming, oh, he's going to come to city. He's going to come to city. And so now that it's actually happened, it's, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that it's, I am really hoping that it's a letdown that, you know, <laughs> that it falls flat, but you know, time will, time will just tell, um, you know, once the season gets going, how, you know, how that works initially. And we're just going to have to see, you know, I mean, to me, this just falls back on, you know, all we can do is, is hope that our players, our new players are able to adapt well to the Liverpool way of playing. And we just worry about ourselves and the opposition that's in front of us and just Mm. go. 
I, I, I have to say I'm, I'm now going to lean heavily into not Yeti, but Bigfoot analogies with uh, Haaland because, you know, Bigfoot is normally seen uh, and there are bright lights and orbs in the sky. And sometimes he, he can hear him and he's just in the distance. And sometimes he comes along and he'll savage an entire camp, but then he'll go away again. And he's pretty reclusive. So I'll take Haaland being an occasional destroyer and mostly absent, if that was the analogy we could go with. And, and Carl, just to bring you in on the city business as well, obviously United are trying to do things too, as are Spurs, um, but the showy signings um, are Chelsea and now City as well. Uh, and like I say, United trying to get this Luke de Jong thing done, um, although it's um, it's kind of embarrassing the way that's working out for them. Yeah, United time, did sign. United did sign Christian Eriksen like earlier today. That was announced. Yes, the Eriksen yeah, thing is on the line. I mean, I'm very disappointed in. Well, look, I mean, it, it, he's he's a good player. Uh, I know and, that's why I'm disappointed. And yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 I was going to say, and he should know better. But you know, exactly. what, very what, disappointed. What, yeah, very disappointed in Christian himself. But but Carl, just to to bounce that back, bounce that back off you, do you find yourself? Um, cocking a, an angsty eyebrow at the business done by City or, um, for that matter, by Chelsea? No, not at all. Not at all, because um, they're not going to win Liverpool the league. So I'm, I'm not that interested in that at all. I think um, I like Raheem as a person, so I'm, I'm happy he's got, you know, he's, he's away from his city hell, as, as, as the tabloids are probably going to call it. Mm. Um, uh, I, I like Lukaku as well, so I'm a bit annoyed that I actually like two Chelsea strikers. I think he's a guy. I think he's just think he's a good man. Um, I'm just looking down some of the transfers that I've got on um, going on at the moment. Mesut Ozil has, has, has done a, a free transfer from his Turkish club to another Turkish club. And the big news is that, as I mentioned two weeks ago, that Shea Ojo has left Liverpool after a mere 62 years at Anfield. Yeah, no, yeah. Shea Ojo <laughs> broke into the team alongside Billy Little, I believe. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's uh, it's nice He's to see him. He's a big fan of the standing cock, he said. He told the <laughs> Now, listen here, see, he said. <laughs> uh, so, look, I mean, I, yeah, so I, I kind of feel along the same lines um, that, you know, other teams can do what other teams are going to do. And uh, uh, the way that we've been operating under under club is we've had to overcome ridiculous odds and we're just going to have to do it again and again and again. And it's not like we're um, in a really disenfranchised weak position. We have tremendous assets at our disposal. And um, I really, I'm, I have to say, I'm looking forward to this new season starting. And that's really the last question football related that I want to uh, leave you with which is when you think of, of the season to come, um, is it one of our new arrivals that you're most anxious to see? Uh, who is it that you're really looking forward to seeing? I mean, you know, the obvious answers are you hope Mo can go and get another 57 goals. And of course, yeah, and we're all hoping that this little injury Ali's picked up is not going to be a thing that keeps him out of the start of the campaign because nobody can be without the best keeper in the world. He's just such an asset that it's not enough is ever said about it and can't can't ever be enough said about it. Um, we all look forward to seeing Virgil doing Virgil things and hopefully we'll see Tiago doing lots of Tiago things. But maybe of the, the newer arrivals and some of the breakthrough players, 
is there anyone you're looking forward to see that's part one particularly and who do you envisage if anyone making the breakthrough through to being a first team regular do you see that thing happening carl I'll start with you on both of those so like of the new boys and the fringe players who is it you're most looking forward to seeing contributing on the pitch and then do you see any of the um the, of that that crowd in the younger to new arrival to fringe group absolutely hitting the ground uh, and sticking in the first team I, th- I think it's going to be about. I think this is a, might be a big year for Harvey. I, I think that's more than likely that he's. Um, it's been, where would you classify Curtis Jones in all this? Is it young young lads or young lad first team or first team? I think Curtis is going to get a lot of football this year, and I think I think Harvey will as well. I think they're the big two. Chamberlain's injured again, isn't he? So, um, which is a shame, but. Uh, uh, I, I think Harvey's. It's, it's going to be Harvey's. I want to see a lot more of Carvalho. I don't know how many games he's going to get. Um, yeah, Naby Keita. I don't, don't know what's going on with that. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be a much different team because I think one of the, one of the, you can tell when a team is, is is doing well when you don't realise it's completely different than what it was two years ago. And and that's which I think is why it's been like you know dropping in Curtis every now and then, and 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 and, and Harvey. Played, did loads before he got injured at Ellen Road. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think probably those two. I think Harvey, uh, Harvey, yeah, for sure, would be for me someone I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm going to leave Lisa Marie to talk about her own offspring in a minute. But uh, I, 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 I do worry about Curtis. Um, I'm a, a big fan of the kid, and I think when he is allowed to play his game, he's really tremendous. He's got, you know, great confidence, ball-carrying, He's inventive, uh, and I love seeing him freed up. I just think he looks like a, a kid who's playing with a lot of instructions in his head a lot of the time because he probably is playing with a lot of instructions in his head and has a very specific role to play uh, in terms of um, things other than his natural game. So I, like you, Carl, hope to see a bit of Curtis. Do you think um, it might be better in a four rather than a three? I've been thinking that for a while. Yeah, I, 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 I do. I do think that because I think that would free him a little bit to um, to do a few more of the things that seem to come naturally to him, which is if he is playing on that left hand side, cutting in and having shots and stuff like that. I think I think I can see him doing really well there. But look, it, 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 we, 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 we will we'll see. Like, I think the, the really interesting thing is that you've alluded to it there. We could see another iteration of Liverpool um, this season. Um, I don't just mean personnel-wise. I mean another evolution of the side and the shape and the the style, which would be very exciting, and I, I do look forward to that. But for me, the one that I'm really looking forward to, obviously everyone wants to see Darwin Nunes do well, and that's going to be whatever that's going to be. Uh, and I don't. Uh, it feels almost like you could jinx it. I, there's there's a lot of pressure on that kid, and I hope it goes well for him. But you know, I do really, really want to see Fabio Carvalho and see what he 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 is and what he could be. Um, and the idea of having a couple of really exciting kids in the team, you know, breaking through and 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 holding on to that first team shirt like Harvey Elliott was doing at one point, um, that's massively exciting. You know, until his injury, it looked like he was going to be, if not an ever present, very much a first team regular. And that's exciting. And Klopp alluded to it himself. So I'm kind of teeing you up here, Lisa Marie. I'm going to go ahead and go out in the limb and assume that Harvey's one of the guys you, you're hoping to see get a lot of minutes. Is there anybody else in that category for you? So yes, absolutely. My fourth child. Harvey Elliott. 
Um, <clears throat> and I was just so happy to see, you know, I, I did one of the bits of the game today I did catch was that pass of his just, you know, threaded right through to Henderson, which, and I'm like, I hope this is just the beginning of what, you know, we have an opportunity to see from him, you know, throughout the season. So, but other than Harvey, um, I am excited to see Nunez. And, and the reason being, he did catch my eye when we were playing against Benfica in, in the Champions League. You know, I hear these names and I kind of half know where they are, but for whatever reason, I don't know if I just happened to hear a podcast just before we played, or maybe it was listening to Scouted, you know, with um, Carl Matchett and Dave, where, you know, maybe they were talking about watching out for him. I don't know, but I just remember watching and going, whoa, okay, this is the guy they've been talking about. Yeah, I, I'd like to see him on our side, not not us trying to stop him. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so I am excited to see how he's going to just sort of bed in and, you know, and, and work with, you know, with, you know, the, the team members that are already there. Cause, cause I think it could be exciting, but on the, on the flip side, you know, what you were saying, Travis, I don't want it to be where we're expecting him to score, you know, four goals in the first five games. I think he needs to have the opportunity to yeah. learn the system, learn how to link up with, you know, with the other team members and, and just find his feet. And I think that'll, you know, be the best for him, but I hope, you know, I hope he comes in like Jada did just, where we're all kind of very pleasantly surprised. I was going to say pleasantly surprised, but that's not fair because none of us really knew who Diogo Jada was when he was signed and, and it was a pleasant surprise. So um, yeah, I, I, but Nunez definitely, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what he can do for us. I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about the, um, the current injury situation because there's lack of clarity around it. Um, there is a rumor that, that Jolla may have aggravated a hamstring injury, which he already had. Uh, the alley thing is shrouded in, 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 in mystery as well, but we're just going to go out in a limb and hope that's okay. But I had not heard the rumors about Alex Oxlade Chamberlain being injured yet again, Carl, that you had. Is that a, a factual thing or what's that? Yeah, he went, he went off apparently today. Yeah, he went off today. Oh my God, what is wrong? That, that kid just cannot catch a break. I mean, honestly, yeah. the most annoying thing there for me is that now that means that what was potentially a saleable asset is not even that. Um, and I hate to be that cold about Ox because he seems like a lovely fella, but he's drifted so far from the reckoning that, you know. Do you know, do you know what the problem is? What's that? And I'm, I'm prepared to throw, because Cam's not here. I'm going to throw the Cam like grenade here. You know that thing he does where he, 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 he you know that wingman thing that um, Robbo and Trent do. He was on one of those and they stopped off to get a coffee and he got a caramel coffee. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, he's he's just not looking after himself, you know. Caramel. <laughs> okay, mate. Come on. Bill <laughs> <laughs> Shankly, if you, I mean Tom Saunders, Roy Evans screaming at them. Caramel. I mean, if you, if you put milk in your coffee, Shanks is is coming for you. You know what I mean. If you put so, sugar in your coffee, it becomes cake. It's it becomes it's a dessert. Yes. It is then a dessert. Yes, yes. I'm going out for a dessert. I, 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 I makes... turned it off. I turned it off. In fact, I, I deliberately didn't skip the ads while they, they while on YouTube while there was a break on, just because I thought no, I, I need to calm down before I go back to, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> laughing at things I don't understand. 
I do. I do love. All right, remind it. me not to order coffee around Carl. <laughs> yeah, we don't play for Liverpool though. That's the difference. What? Yeah. Although now I would judge you a bit <laughs> with your mocha chocker blocker. No, no, I'm not that bad. <laughs> cinnamon latte with watermelon and cucumber. No, no, no. I just, you know, I, I, I do put a little sugar cream in my coffee, but yeah. Anyway. Do you? I do. Well, you know, I can't, you know, Trev, I can't put the Baileys in all the time. That's frowned upon at work. So, hello. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. And can I ask, can I ask how many spoons of sugar go into a cup of coffee? Or do you use mugs? What do you do? What's your... Uh, Well, it kind of depends. Um, It it does. And honestly, it depends on whether or not I know it's good coffee, you know. Mm. Good coffee, then yeah, it, you know, it might be just a small spoonful and and a splash of of cream but but if it's you know if it's crap coffee then yeah that's what i need to be able to drink it trev trev she doesn't mean mellow birds she doesn't mean mellow birds i i do get that i do get that i i don't even know what that is yeah exactly no and no one was here either it's a very 1970s reference (laughs) oh okay Myself and Carl do this all the time in the hope that one listener will go, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm after here. It's like the comedian Richard Herring. His dream job is to, is to tell a joke that literally one person in the Albert Hall will get. One person. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> he may need to revisit his uh, vocation there. Yeah. I do, but I do, I do, I, I do appreciate it. I do, I do like that myself. But what, what, what's your, you're going into one of the, very i imagine you've got billions of coffee shops over there as well what what, what what's your go-to coffee me i'm so glad, yes, brain, I'm so glad brain cheese not here because we'd be all day talking about muesli and whatever I, 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 most people will, will know that i am a coffee fiend yes and yeah and this worries me i've i've gotten um i've i've i had this wonderful machine uh, it was a very simple machine by krups and it used nespresso pods uh, and it was brilliant, and it crapped out on me recently. So I bought a replacement, which is just not quite as good. And then I got one in from America via Amazon. I turned it on. A smell of fucking burning plastic came from it. Oh. And it died. And I'd spent some money on it. So I'm quite furious about that at the moment. But to you answer... You thought that was just it wasn't Mellow fucking Birds, no. Sorry, I'm really annoyed. I'm, I'm in, I bet you've got one list who works in Mellow Birds now. It's furious. <laughs> so it was, it, that's a disappointment. But I, I, uh, yeah, I, 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 a minimal amount of milk in my coffee. And my coffee would be an Americano that's two shots of espresso or two pods with some boiling water. That would be what it is. And at the moment, because I'm doing a 16-8 fast, I don't even drink milk in my coffee until after one o'clock in the day. So that's where I am. What about you, Carl? Uh, tea, mate. I just tea. love that. that Mellow Birds is made by Kraft, so there we go. It, it is American, in fact. So, so, so there we go. So I am including everyone on this podcast in this. Now, do you know I've got a weird relationship with coffee? I don't particularly like it, and yet I have to have at least one big one a day. And every single day, I think. Oh, Including like now those mugs I've where I can't finish it, and I, I like tea. I just like tea. Can you can you just go along with me here for a second? Can you just picture John Inman? Yes. 
And can you can you picture John Inman going, Woo! And can you repeat that line about how you don't particularly like it, but you've got to get one big one into your day? Sorry. <laughs> We're not doing this. I'm sorry, Lisa Marie, because you're totally lost on this bit. Do you know there's two phases to his career on Are You Being Served? Because there's a bit where he was bald, and then the halfway through, he got a wig on. I don't remember John Inman. Yeah, he's oh, okay. got a massive bald patch at the back of his head, yeah. Oh, okay. Where he right. says, and I do like this line because I've used it before on here, where the pillow rubs. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my favourite line ever in Are You Oh, yeah, it's the old friction baldness. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Pep must have several pillows. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. He's got a pillow menu every night. (laughs) I have one question to finish up before we uh, pull the plug on this week's episode, which is, uh, and you're not allowed to use abseiling down the front of the cathedral, Carl. Um, Have you ever done an activity which scared the crap out of you? And if so, what is it? I did tee this one up, so you did have time to think about it. But even if you're winging it, uh, we'll go with it. So have you ever done an activity? Last week, the question was, uh, what was your best holiday you were on? So have you ever done an activity that scared the crap out of you? And if so, what was it? Now, it doesn't need to be bungee jumping or hang gliding or anything like that. It could be, you know, maybe giving a speech in front of X, Y, or Z or whatever the hell ever. So, Lisa Marie, I'm going to go out in the limb here and assume that you've done a minimal amount of prep for this. With that in mind, what's the thing you're going to pick out here? Does motherhood count? <laughs> come on come on that's too vague <laughs> all right just kidding um you know i am not particularly fond of being in the water i like to look at water sit next to water but i'm not particularly fond of being in the water i'm not a strong swimmer okay. so several years ago we were up visiting um mr h's family that lives on the connecticut shore and they were sean was going to go out on a on a jet ski and they're like do you want you know do you want to go along? And, and I was kind of like, Oh, and his uncle's like, Oh, it never tips over. It's so safe. You've got a life jacket on. You'll be fine. So, okay. So had we head out and we'd stopped to look at something and he cut it quick and tipped us both off into the long Island sound. And so, I mean, it was fine. You know, we got back on and came back. So we, we get back and uncle Jim's like, so, you know, how'd you think? I go, well, he tipped me off into the sound. He's like, and he thought I was kidding. And I said, nope, he did. But um, haven't been afraid of doing it since then. But yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the water, of, of being in the water. Um, so that, that sort of can, but I mean, I did it and, and it was all fine, you know, but it was just, it was just kind of, it, and it's still a joke. I mean, this was probably at least 15 years ago and we still joke about it when we're up there, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, it's really safe. You won't fall off. <laughs> yeah yeah I, do you know what i can imagine many people listening to this sort of nodding along in agreement i know at least two people personally for whom that would be an absolute nightmare so i'm sure that's a very relatable one carl what about you i think you can recall that you've done that was like deeply uncomfortable or or, or frightening um, I'm, I'm all right with the public speaking thing i mean i've got something coming up where i have to interview one of my heroes which is a, going to be a bit of a worry. Um, we, we did, I mean, I'll, I'll put this in the plugs bit at the end, but we're doing the Sherlock live show tomorrow. And um, we did a tech run, uh, which is run by John, who hosted with uh, when you were on, um, Trev. And um, I was sort of hoping to do that just so I could get the giggly sort of, oh, you're my favourite writer, bit, uh, bit out of my head. And 
I've got that coming up tomorrow and I couldn't do it because I was in London. And um, so, um, but in, in terms of actual fear, the upsetting thing was thinking, what the hell am I doing here? I mean, this is, this is potentially death. Uh, not really, to be honest. I mean, I've done gigs. They're petrifying, you know, playing the guitar in front of people and just assume that everyone's going to start pointing and thinking, is that it? You think that's good, do you? Um, and of course, I've released books to an audience who don't particularly like me. But uh, I'm sort of all right at things like that. There's the stuff that people don't like in you know, a public speaking. It's part of my job anyway, so I don't I don't mind that so much. But it it could be literally be anything which would involve me being in a room with strangers where I don't have anything to say. Yeah, that, that scares me. I'm quite autistic anyway, so that that would really really worry me a great deal. Yeah, so that's like deep discomfort, I suppose, to, and a little bit of anxiety rather than fear. And that's, I think, that counts every bit as much. But Carl, I, what do you think about Love Island? Yeah. Probably, you know, that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I'm similar to yourself, I, I've, I, I can't think of too many categories. I've done, you know, the heights things and the water things and all that kind of stuff. And I actually quite enjoy talking to big groups of people, especially if it's about something I, I'm comfortable with so i don't mind that but i have to say i think most of these things are because like like a bit like lisa marie's story you do it and then you get over it and a bit like you were saying earlier on you do it and then if you have to do that thing again okay it'd be a bit uncomfortable but you wouldn't have quite that level of fear well i know what's coming yeah you know what's coming once it gets to that bit there this is over all and, I and, to do is literally, literally open my hands, close my hands. And that's all yeah, I've got to do. Yeah. So I, I flash back to times where I was deeply uncomfortable socially. And my worst fear was like having to do simple things that people took for granted when they were teenagers. I just didn't, I had no interest. I was so shy as a teenager. It was unbelievable. I'll we go went, on for you then. We went, to the, we went to the Gaeltacht. I don't know if you know what the Gaeltacht is, but it's an Irish-speaking region of the country where you go and you practice your Irish. Oh, you to, right, yeah. so, so we, 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 I did that in the summer of my second last year in, in secondary school. So I was 16, turned 17 while I was there that summer um, when I should have been, you know, sort of like, you know, living at large with all these ridiculously exotic girls from all over the country uh I, I was i was hiding in the bathrooms most of the time when the dancing was all i had no interest i was just absolutely terrified and i tell people that and they're going what the fuck happened to you and i was going i don't know <laughs> but i think like with everything i think with everything you do it the first time and i remember that i will never forget and you just get over it like similarly you've you've heard the story carl before my social anxiety story where i was like uh this doritos? the beautiful girl and the doritos we know yeah. that story right and and yeah. since then i'm never going to put myself in that situation without having something I to say I, 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 where are there any doritos left there were doritos aplenty and i was just saying words you know what I mean? <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was just the if most. If you'd like to construct a narrative out of what I've just said, then let's continue. <laughs> yeah, it was just the most mortifying thing ever. But again, lesson learned, and now I don't really feel so freaked out about it. So I well, guess I've, the... I've, got, I've got one for you then. Let's see, let's see if we're on the Go same on. page here. Imagine you are at a conference uh, of experts who everyone in the room knows more about the subject than you. Okay. Um, and someone says, "Oh, the light bulb's gone." 
Trev, can you replace the light bulb in front of these people, please? Oh, that's my worst nightmare. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> there's going to be a fire. I'm going to fall off the ladder at least twice. Would you, would you would you get shaky hands there? I think I might get shaky hands there with everyone. I, 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 oh, I, I couldn't just couldn't do it. I'm 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 really bad at keys. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I mean, if, if someone says to me, "Oh, I can't just there's the keys, just open the door," oh, it's, it's not going to work for me. It'll work for you. These things yeah. don't like me. Oh, that used to happen to me when I was in high school. I was a tour guide at one of the historic sites here and you know so you're in an old building you got these old doors and you had keys you know for every room and there was this going into the the one I mean it was you kind of had to hold it just right and turn it just right and I mean if I'm by myself first try I've got a you know group of a dozen people or so with me and it would take me half a dozen tries to get into the stupid door um so yeah I guess it's like it's like hotel um pass keys as well if, yeah. if, if, my, if my room's on the 17th floor and it takes a good three or four minutes to get down to reception, that's not going to work. <laughs> I'm going to get the red light. <laughs> if I need the toilet, it couldn't be a redder light. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine doing that with a convention behind you thinking, this looks a bit of a dickhead, isn't it? Look, remember the light bulb when somehow the light bulb went out of his arse. How did that what? happen? It's really good. It's really good to know these things because if we ever do all manage to get together and we're having some sort of soiree or get together and we all decide to head back to uh, X, Y, or Z room for uh, for a few drinks, I know that I should probably lead the way when it comes to keys. Then, obviously, just take care of all the admin. If you want me to do a public speech about how it's great to be together, stand on me. That's Absolutely. on me. No problem at all. But if you want to get into the room, forget it, son. That's not going. <laughs> And, and on that and on that note we should start wrapping up i'm sure maybe maybe you've got something to sign off with or not if you've got something you want to plug or not but we'll give you the option i just want to say from my perspective after a quiet spell due to uh some fairly heavy stuff here i am back with a bang with the great stories i'll have two before the end of july so do if you're interested in that kind of thing keep an eye out for those um but do either of the two of you have anything you want to plug? Lisa Marie, what, what about yourself? Any last words or thoughts or anything you, you, you want to mention? Or will we move swiftly to Carl? Um, nothing. Just, um, you know, enjoy your summer. Try to stay cool if you're someplace where it's very hot, which I think I like to look at the weather for you all just out of curiosity. And, woo, it's not going to be pretty over there for, for a couple of days coming up. So, um, yeah, don't. Drink lots of water. Um, and other than that, have a good week and hope to catch up with everyone next week. Yeah, we'll make a point of doing it next week. Of course, we will. And we'll speak to you then, Lisa Marie and Carl. Anything for yourself that you want to uh, reference or plug or make allusions to? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, we're back with some green grass and a bull, um, which is now very much a, um, uh, a, a regular thing. Uh, Matt Cousins written a thing about... Um, the only time West Germany have played East Germany and about the history of that's really good. Um, our friend Stephen Scrag, who's been on this show, is writing about something at the moment which I'm, which Trev knows, but I we we can't share it just yet, just because it's just too exciting. It's tremendous. It it's just such a great <laughs> thing. Um, so hopefully that that'll come soon as well. I don't know when this show is going to come out, but if it comes out on Saturday before five o'clock, um, on the the sixteenth of July. 
then our live show for Sherlock at Adler to Amberley, where we're, we're going to discuss the final problem and the empty house and the great hiatus, basically where Sherlock gets killed and then comes back again. With um, Leslie Klinger, who is written the the absolute definitive guide to the stories, and with Bert Cools, who adapted the radio sh- um, Radio Four shows in the 90s. And um, I'm going to try not to fanboy too much, and that's not going to happen either. If you want a light bulb change, and this could be the worst night of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, uh, from a very, very genuine place, I wish you the very best with that occasion. I hope it is an uh, absolute stormer. And there are links, aren't there, Carl, where people can watch some of yeah, this yeah. live if, if online? Want, um, we're going to do it on YouTube as well. Um, it's uh it's coming on youtube if you if you basically just go to follow us on twitter at adler2 a-d-l-e-r-t-o um ignore the twitter address i give at the end of the show which has been wrong for three years cool i was in charge of that um <laughs> you see my point um but yeah i mean if you're got it free all you got to do is sign up to his, to, his, to his sheet we don't we don't contact you back or anything like that we just remind you when it's going to happen and um trevor if you got if you got an hour spare Come and watch me present. Oh no, don't do that. It's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I can't, I can't win here. I don't want to contribute to your anxiety, and yet I do want to see it. But anyway, well, well, the, thing, the thing is, because because it, it's going to be a live show, I won't know who the audience are. Yeah, there you go. Until the very end, if I see a question from Trevor Downey, oh my god, how <laughs> oh, can you change your life? Please? <laughs> or you can count on it. Um, so, well, like I said, from on behalf of all of us, um, myself and Lisa Marie uh, and Cam and everyone listening, I hope that goes fantastically for you. And like Lisa Marie said, we'll be back with you next week. Hope you all have a good week in the interim. Um, hope there's nothing but good news for you and for Liverpool and that we get to talk about it next time out. So until then, mind yourselves. I'll talk to you soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.